Good evening. Just a few announcements before Mass. The United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has asked each diocese to take up a special collection to support the Bishop's Emergency Disaster Fund, which is helping all those recovering from Hurricane Ian. This fund supports the efforts of Catholic Relief Services and Catholic Charities USA and around the globe. The second collection taken up at Mass today will support the efforts of these agencies to provide direct emergency aid. Also in this week's bulletin, you will find the new weekend mass schedule, which will go into effect the weekend of November 5th and 6th, that's next weekend, and that is also uh, daylight savings time, where we turn clocks back. So again, good evening, and welcome to Mary Queen of Peace Parish. We're celebrating the 31st Sunday in Ordinary Time, and a special welcome is extended to those who are visiting with us and anyone returning home to our parish community. You are always welcome here. Though the formal requirement of masking has been lifted, we invite you to make your own choice to continue masking and or social distancing. The words and music for the entire Gloria are printed on the inside back cover of your blue hymnal. This is because we want you to sing all of them. Please join in singing as you are able. Assisting us today are our lectors, Mark Samponia and Bernie Jordan. Our altar server today is Steve Slipko. I am your cantor, Rita Porterfield. Our organist today is Bill Brinzer. And our celebrant today is Father Michael Stumpf. And now let us all stand as you are able for the entrance procession and join with each other in singing our opening hymn, number 644, There's a Wideness in God's Mercy, number 644. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. 
Good evening, everyone. This is the 31st Sunday of Ordinary Time. We just have a couple of weeks of Ordinary Time left before we celebrate the conclusion of the year, Christ the King, and then move into the next liturgical year as we begin Advent. And so we know we've been journeying along with the Lord uh, on his way to Jerusalem and journeying with each other, deepening our understanding of discipleship, our relationship with him and each other. And so as we begin this celebration, this liturgy, let us pause, we ask for God's grace and for God's mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the mercy and love of God. Lord, have mercy. Christ Jesus, you came to seek those who were lost. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you lead us together on the way to your kingdom. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us of our sin, and bring us to everlasting life.
gathering our prayers together, let us pray. Almighty, every merciful God, by whose gift your faithful offer you right and praiseworthy service, grant, we pray, that we may hasten without stumbling to receive the things that you have promised. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. Before the Lord, the whole universe is as a grain from a balance, or a drop of morning dew come down upon the earth. But you have mercy on all, because you can do all things, and you overlook people's sins, that they may repent. For you love all things that are, and loathe nothing that you have made. For what you hated, you would not have fashioned. And how could a thing remain unless you willed it, or be preserved, had it not been called forth by you? But you spare all things because they are yours, O Lord and lover of souls. For your imperishable spirit is in all things. Therefore, you rebuke offenders little by little. Warn them and remind them of the sins they are committing, that they may abandon their wickedness and believe in you, O Lord. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm may be found at number 1184 in the blue hymnal. Thank you. 
A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling and powerfully to bring fulfillment every good purpose and every effort of faith. That the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him in accord with the grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. We ask you, brothers and sisters, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our assembling with him, not to be shaken out of your mind suddenly or to be alarmed either by a spirit or by an oral statement or by a letter allegedly from us to the effect that the day of the Lord is at hand. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, Jesus came to Jericho, and he intended to pass through the town. Now, a man there named Zacchaeus, who was a chief tax collector and also a wealthy man, was seeking to see who Jesus was, but he could not see him because of the crowd, for he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When he reached the place, Jesus looked up and said, Zacchaeus, Come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. And he came down quickly and received him with joy. When all saw this, they began to grumble, saying, He has gone to stay in the house of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Behold, half my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor. And if I ex have extorted anything from anyone, I shall repay it four times over. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a descendant of Abraham. 
for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save what was lost. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Here we are in the 19th chapter of Luke's gospel, and this is actually the last gospel passage in the last weekend. We're hearing about Jesus on his journey to Jerusalem. And so the next two weekends, he will actually hear some of the encounters and some of the teachings that he offers as he enters into the Jerusalem. And again, this is his final destination. This is the fullness of his purpose. This is salvation, of course, that we know is in his full self-giving life, death, and resurrection for the world and his great mercy for all of us. And so this is the last passage we're hearing on the journey to Jerusalem. And all during this journey to Jerusalem, I've been trying to stir us up a bit. I've been talking about how radical the gospel message is. I've been talking about how this discipleship This following in the Lord's footsteps is not for the faint of heart, and yet it brings us the greatest of joys. And as I encouraged and challenged and tried to stir up what this discipleship and this gospel message is, I hope and pray that it has at least in some way piqued or or increased your curiosity about Jesus and about following in his way as his disciple. I hope it has in some ways helped us to move to be a little less judgmental of ourselves, uh, of, of others, especially those in Luke's gospel that are poor and lost and broken and sinners, as we've heard over and over again, and less judgmental of those people in our own lives as well, situations and people. And I hope that as we've taken this journey to Jerusalem, I've also helped open up for you or encouraged you to experience or encounter the Lord more deeply. That radical encounter that transforms our lives, our beings, our decisions, our actions, our relationships, I hope to some extent. There's a quote from Walt Whitman that says, be curious, not judgmental. Great quote. Actually, that quote was featured in a series that was on uh, Apple TV called Ted Lasso. Anybody seen Ted Lasso? Maybe a few of you, Ted Lasso? Okay, so, so there's this great scenes. I'm gonna try to do my best in as few words as possible to set up a little bit of Ted Lasso, what the series is about, and then set up this scene where he uses this quote from Walt Whitman. And so Ted Lasso is this TV series about Ted Lasso, who is a football coach from the southern United States, and he is coaching college football, I believe, and he's hired in a professional football team in England, which means It's not tossing the pigskin and tackling people. Football in England is soccer, 
right? So the football coach from the southern states of uh, the United States in England, right? And, and the background story is a bit that he's actually hired by the owner of the club, the football club, the soccer team, um, to actually to bring the, the team down, right? What has happened is the team was owned by this woman named Rebecca and Rupert, her husband, and we find out as the series goes on that Rupert has cheated on her and, and basically has left her, divorced her, and left the football club to her. So she wants to burn it down, right? She's extremely angry with this guy. And this guy, her former husband, is continuously harassing her. In, in so many ways. And I think uh, before, right before the scene where they're in this sports bar or pub where uh, the, the, the quote uh, Walt Whitman is used, I think he's actually bought some of the stock of the football club, the soccer club, so that he can be in the owner's box with his former wife and harass her. Okay, so she's harassing. They're in this club now. They're in this pub Right? And, and, and he's really talking about how he's going to control and, and just make her life more and more heck. Okay? And Ted Lasso, the football coach, steps up and says, you throw a lot of darts in this country, do you? Now, remember, he's, he kinda, he's in a southern accent. He talks as kind of a simpleton. Right? And so then Rupert, this former jerk of a husband, excuse my language in a homily, right, uh, uh, basically says, let me challenge you to a game of darts. And they put a wager. He wants a wager on it. And it's this huge amount of money of pounds. And, and Ted Lasso, the coach comes back, protecting Rebecca, the person who hired him, uh, basically says to him, instead of that, let's make a different wager. How about if you win, you get to do the setting lineup of the last games of the season. And if you lose, you can never come into the owner's box for any of the games of the season, right? So he's protecting this woman who hired him to burn the team down. Right? And, so, and so then, I hope that sets it up a little bit, right? And so they start throwing darts. And as the game goes on, he's losing the game of darts, and not only does Rupert, the former husband, harass deeply the former wife, the owner of the club, he also calls him something like a, a hick. You know, you hired this hick to basically burn this club down. And, and, and Ted Lasso steps in and says, whoa, 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 you know, hold on a second here. And then he goes into what happens in the series, Ted Lasso, of like these two-minute sort of quotes or kind of soliloquies, if you will, that are just, that are just classic throughout the entire thing. But he, he says something like this. Now, I'm going to paraphrase. I don't know it verbatim, but I'm going to try to get the gist of it, of Ted Lasso's words to this jerk of a husband. <laughs> he says, you know, people have underestimated me all my life. And then I went into my son's school and I saw this quote on the wall by Walt Whitman that said, be curious, not judgmental. And he said, I realized at that moment that all of those people that were judging me, who thought they knew everything and were judging everything and everyone, it wasn't about me. It was about them, right? And they were just rude and judging everyone and everything. 
And he said, I realized that all those people who misunderstood me aren't curious. And he says, I like that. Judgment. Be curious, not judgment. Throws a dart. Boom. Hits like triple 20s, right? Then he goes on to say, you know, if, if people were more curious, they'd ask me questions like, have you ever thrown any darts? Throws another one. Boom. Hits another triple 20, right? <laughs> you know, and he says, well, if they'd asked me that question, if they were curious, I'd have told them since I was 10 years old to 16 when my father died, we were in a pub, you know, Sunday for three hours and we threw darts all the time. And he throws the final dart, boom, puts it right in the middle of the bullseye, right? And so basically shames this guy who's been the big jerk with this, and just this great quote, you know, be curious, not judgmental. Bring it up on YouTube. Curious by Ted Lasso. By the way, of course, I have to say as a priest, always foul language, right? So just be aware of foul language. <clears throat> Caveat. <laughs> we have in today's gospel somebody who was incredibly judged and at the same time, too, was incredibly curious. And not only was he curious, but we find out that Christ himself is an incredibly curious person. And not only does this person seek out the Lord, but this person is sought out by the Lord. And we have Zacchaeus. And again, this is the last story, one of the last passages we have as we've been on this entire journey with Jesus on his way to Jerusalem. And it's really a way of bringing together and summarizing some of the key themes that we've heard over and over and over again during this journey. And it concludes with Jesus saying that I've come to seek and to find the lost. And we have this, uh, again, this person, Zacchaeus, who, who, is, uh, who has this curiosity, this seeking, like many of the disciples that Jesus has encountered all along this journey and all along this way. And we find out that not only during this entire journey have been people seeking Jesus, but Jesus himself has been seeking people out with his love, with his grace, with his mercy, with his curiosity, if you will, right? And so this Zacchaeus, because of his curiosity, is incredibly ingenuitive, inventive. He can't see, so he climbs a tree, right? And then finds out that the hospitality, the radical hospitality, and the encounter that he has with Jesus is this exchange where Jesus says to him, I plan to stay in your house. He invites him in, and then this powerful transformation happens to Zacchaeus that's not just a personal experience of salvation, but you have Zacchaeus who says not only is he receiving the Lord into his house, into table, remember when Jesus is at table with somebody, always something radical happens when he's in somebody's home, something always radical happens. And Zacchaeus says not only is this uh, encounter of the radical presence of the Lord and his mercy, me seeking him and him seeking me, transforming me, but then it transforms so many others to the point where Jesus says that salvation has come to this person's household, 
their living, their dwelling, their business, that, that, that whole model that happened in the, in the Palestinian Jerusalem culture, right? That, that, that their, their household was their whole network of family relationships and servants and business. Salvation came to that. And not only that, the fruits of the power of that radical encounter and Christ-seeking and him-seeking and curiosity was that he said, if I've you know, stolen everything, anything, or have extorted anything, I give it back. So this transformation of Zacchaeus is, is not only personal, it's, uh, it's his it's household is domestic, it's economic, right? It's, it, it's societal and social, this transformation that happens because of that radical encounter. And so I hope and pray as we've taken this journey, as I've encouraged and challenged, as I've talked about how radical discipleship and the gospel message is and helped stir up a bit, I hope that has awoken a bit more curiosity in you. I hope as well that it has challenged all of our judgment of one another and particularly for those who are poor, those who are lost, those who are sinners, those who have need, those who are broken. Be curious, not judgmental. Together as God's people, we stand and profess one faith. I believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him all things are made, for us men and for our salvation. He came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit, was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Knowing the Lord's compassion towards us and towards all, we bring these needs and prayers of petition. Our response is, hear us, O Lord. For deeper community and dialogue among men, women, youth, and elderly in the church, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. In the words of Pope Francis, Mary, Queen of Peace, comfort the martyred Ukrainian people and obtain from the heads of nations the strength of will to immediately bring the war to an end. We pray. 
Hear us, O Lord. For the courage and safety of all communities affected by Hurricane Ian and other weather disasters, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all those on our prayer request list in the bulletin, that their pain and suffering be eased by our prayers, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. We go forth for the safety and protection of all children, especially on Halloween, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Edith DiMarcelli and William Walsh Sr., may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. Hear us, O Lord. We remember today Rose Semplis and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts. We pray. Hear us, O Lord. Calling in the loving intercession of our patron and mother, we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Mary, Queen of Priests, pray for us. Please join us in singing our hymn for the preparation of the gifts, earthen vessels, which may be found in the inside back cover of your hymnal.
with Christ in one another, offering our gifts and lives. Pray, sisters and brothers, my sacrifice and yours will be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May these sacrificial offerings come a pure oblation and for us a holy outpouring of your mercy through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Father of mercies, faithful God. You've given us Jesus Christ, your Son, as Lord and Redeemer. He always showed compassion for children and for the poor, for the sick and for sinners. He became neighbor to the oppressed and the afflicted. By word and deed, he announced to the world that you are our Father and that you care for all of us as your sons and daughters. And so, with all of the angels and saints, we exalt and bless your name, singing a hymn of glory, as without end we acclaim. are indeed holy, O Lord, to be glorified, for you love the human race. You always walk with us this journey of life. Blessed indeed is your Son, present in our midst, when we're gathered by his love. As he once did for his disciples, and so now for us, he opens the scriptures and breaks the bread. Therefore, Father most merciful, send forth your Holy Spirit, sanctify these gifts of bread and wine, that they may become for the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. The day he was to suffer, the night of the Last Supper, he took bread. He said the blessing, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, again giving thanks, gave it to his disciples, saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith, 
Therefore, Holy Father, we celebrate the memorial of Christ, your Son, our Savior, whom you led through his passion and death on the cross to the glory of the resurrection and whom you've seated at your right hand. We proclaim the work of your love until he comes again. We offer you the bread of life, the chalice of blessing. Look with favor on this oblation of your church in which we show forth the paschal sacrifice of Christ that has been handed on to us. And by the power of the spirit of your love, may we be counted now and until the day of eternity among the members of your son in whose body and blood we have communion. Bring your church, O Lord, to perfect faith and charity, together with Francis, our Pope, David, our Bishop, bishops, priests, deacons, and the entire people you have made your own. Open our eyes to the needs of our sisters and brothers. Inspire us with words and actions to comfort those who labor and are burdened. Make us serve them truly after the example and command of Christ, that your church may stand as a living witness to truth and freedom, to peace and justice, that all people may be raised up to a new hope. Remember all of our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the peace of Christ, all the dead whose faith you alone have known, admit them to rejoice in the light of your face and in the resurrection give them fullness of life. And grant also to us, when our earthly pilgrimage is done, that we will come to the eternal dwelling place to live with you forever in communion with the blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, the apostles, the martyrs, and with all the saints, we shall praise and exalt you through Jesus Christ, your Son. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. At the Savior's command formed by divine teaching, we dare to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from all evil. Graciously grant peace in our day, that by the help of your mercy we may be free from sin, safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope, the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord, you said to your apostles and to us, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sin, but on the faith of your church, Grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, for you live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you. We offer one another some sign of Christ's peace.
Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, we unite with our community joining us remotely as we make the act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things and I long for you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart as though you have already come. I embrace you and unite myself entirely to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Please join us in singing our communion hymn, number 728, I Has Not Seen, number 728.
gathering our prayers together, let us pray. May the working of your power, O Lord, increase in us, we pray, so that renewed by heavenly sacraments, we will be prepared by your gifts to receive what they promise through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May the blessings of Almighty God be upon you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join us in singing our closing hymn, number 949, Alleluia, Sing to Jesus, number 949.